What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cycle Vertical Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kirkpatrick, back again. Uh, this we're coming this this week's podcast coming live from uh, Dublin, live from Dublin. Like I've got out of the escape from the from the country, and now I'm in in the big city. Uh, I'm actually in the in the port, waiting to get the ferry over to Englandia. So um, I mean, the fer- the ferry's two hours late, so I'm sure you- everything's nothing nothing works anymore. So should just blame the lorry drivers. I'm sure they've got something something to do with it, um, or the unvaccinated or something like that. So yeah, so it's um, I was again. I apologise. I've still got not got managed managed to get around to getting Pete on the podcast or whatever. Like maybe because I'm travelling around the UK. I'm in the UK for a month. Like I start. My first talk is, uh, first show I should say, is in Sheffield. And I've got Sheffield, Buxton, um, Leeds, that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, so yeah, so I'll be travelling around a bit. So I, I must try and not, I just must try to be more on it and get, get do like the proper podcast thing and start talking to some other people and not just talking about myself. Um, I've just been listening to... Uh, the Alan Partridge podcast. I don't know if you've ever listened to that, but it's it's like really like I I, re- I love I really love Steve Coogan. I just think his he's the very is whoever whoever writes. I guess it's not just him. It's like the writers, but they're very good observers of uh, of media and how like language is like used and uh, and mis <laughs> misused and stuff. So um, uh, anyways, that was making me laugh because in his podcast, basically, he it's all about him, basically, because he's a um, narcissist <laughs> like like myself. I don't. I think I think narcissists get a bad bad rep. You know, I think na- like narcissism is a bit um, is basically probably banded around by people who um, would like to be narcissists, but they're just they're just t- too shit <laughs> to be narcissists. It's like it's like a it's a bit like calling someone racist, like, but in a different kind of thing, like, oh, you're just a narcissist, like, oh, Winston Churchill, he was just a narcissist or whatever. So it's just, um, basically, basically it's, um, if you live in an age in which you celebrate kind of incompetence and, um, uh, you know, the kind of, the whole, the kind of, we live in a, we live in a world of like whole monitor kind of, you know, view of everything. We're, we're like kind of, our lives are ruled by, parking attendant kind of mentality people hall man- monitor um kind of people and uh you know the the, the prefect kind of class i don't want to get all political but the pre- the prefect kind of cl- class like prefects are basically people who'll just follow the orders of the teachers like if you had um you know like you know is this is a school kind of a, is it totalitarian like hopefully it is um you know that ideally that's what you want to you want to go to a school where you you just you know you don't you don't have you don't talk you don't 
you know, you don't have like first name, you're not first name was with a teacher. Just call me Dave. I remember that. I remember I remember going to school and just realizing that was gonna be a that was not gonna be a good school when it just call me Dave, you know, where I've been I went to quite a strict so well they called it junior junior high. You don't have you don't really have junior highs, but you had them in Hull, uh, where I grew up. Like Hull was a place it always it's always got the worst, um it's always had like the worst of everything in the UK, like worst, you know, the cheapest houses, the worst schools, the worst teenage pregnancies, drug addiction, all that kind of stuff. So there's always a place where they'd always be trying out experimental things. See, like if it could work in Hull, you know, so that it could work, it kind of work anywhere. Um, so yeah. So anyway, this I, I, today I, for this podcast. See again, like so I'm going to like pull something out of my ass because I've not really, not really got anything prepared or whatever. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about fear. Actually, I thought fear is quite a good topic. Someone said I should talk about my early days as a climber, which might be, in, which could be interesting. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about fear. But before it's, it was like, because I'm on tour, I, I'm getting, um, uh, like I've done a few podcasts recently that have not appeared yet. But I did one this week with some uh, a guy in Switzerland who's like a kettlebell guy on YouTube. So that was kind of interesting. That was kind of. Uh, it was about we ended up like I think we ended up talking about two hours or something. Anyway, but um, uh, but I got a. It's it's really important. You know, like when, it's very important to be able to work to a script. Like if someone rings you up and they're a they're a journalist, basically they just want they want like a McDonald's kind of person. Um, you know they want if they're they just they they want all the work kind of done for them really. You know, so if you interview like Ranulph Fiennes or maybe Chris Bonington or or whatever, you you kind of know exactly what you're going to get, and they're going to give you exactly what you want, and they're going to give you the same images and the same kind of things, this this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, like if Chris Bonington started talking about his mother being a lesbian, which I think she was, which isn't kind of that widely known. Um, you know that would suddenly like throw a spanner in the works, and someone would be like, "Oh, actually, this is more of a like a, a Sunday supplement kind of thing." You know, I could exp- I could ex- expand this in this current time. You know, current time that Chris Bonington's you know mother was LBGTQ um, spirit level, whatever it is. You know, so it was um, you know, but generally, if you, if it's just like a you know, a tiny little thing, you know, people just, people just want you to, you know, like a McDonald's, you know, the, the burger, you know, whatever it is, it fits, fits in that little box and the chips all fit in the thing and the, you know, you get your, there should be, there's never enough ketchup in the, in the, for like what, how much you want, but anyway, but everything fits in that bag and the bag, you know, when you, when you scrunch it down, you can chuck it out of your window into a, into a hedge or whatever, you know, but everything's designed to fit into it anyway. So, but I, I think cause I've, cause I've, I probably was a little bit better better of doing this before, but anyone listening to this podcast, like my my thoughts are not very well um, kind of ordered and not very uh, they don't fit into a into a bag very easily because uh, I think it's because I don't I don't really talk to anyone apart from my wife and my son and a few of the few that he can't talk back that's probably why and um, and uh, so so I don't really talk to many people these days so I'm very I'm very isolated. And so what happens is uh, when you start talking to someone, I just start like rabbiting on. And um, the the anyway, the journalist like rang me up, and I was there with with nowhere like trying to look after a child and speaking to a journalist at the same time is not easy. And he he kind of made the mistake of saying like, why don't you have a mobile phone? Because I think he come up somewhere then have a mobile phone like in his in his interactions about getting in contact with me. I think we did it over Zoom or something. Uh, like Zoom is kind of weird, you know. Like you, I often just like click on Zoom and there's like someone sitting there, like you know, they've been sitting there for ten minutes and I forgot I was like supposed to be having a talk to somebody. So it's like, oh hi. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. I was just having a wank or something. So uh, it's it's anyway. So it's uh, the uh, it was like, oh, why don't I have a mobile phone? And I was like, so I just started going on about social media and uh, your mental health and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and then I was saying how about. Um, about that thing, I think I said last week about Vanessa starting to read, you know, starting to read the the newspaper and you know how how she's an ignoramus and all that kind of stuff in a good in a in a good way, 
I don't keep telling people that I don't know anything. I'm like, oh God. Anyway, so uh, I'm only, t I, I just tell it how it is, that's my problem. So, um, yeah, so then, but then I kind of, it was only like, then he was, he was kind of got confused and he was like, oh, here it says that you're like zany, you're, <laughs> you're a zany mountaineer, you know, like on some, the telegraph or something and said I was a zany mountaineer or whatever the fucking hell. I guess that's being called zany, like what the hell is that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, it sounds like veiny, you know, but being veiny might not be, might not be so bad, but yeah, zany, that's a terrible thing. It's like saying someone's nice, like what a nice guy. Or he's a nice, you know, he's got a nice sense of humour or, or whatever. So, yeah, so it was like one of those kind of weird, weird, uh, it's almost like one of those conversations where you, where you, where it just kind of finishes abruptly and you sort of, you know, you start, you start, you start to make jokes about committing suicide and then you find out that the guy's son committed suicide or he's, he's about to commit suicide or something. And you're like, oh, Christ almighty. But, um, you know, like I guess, like ho hopefully, were were the days of that kind of stuff of like trying to fit people into like you know like f you know you know fifty words or something. You know, can you just condense you know the nature of what you're talking about and yourself and your history and your past and what your your dreams and ambitions ambitions? Can you get it down to about fifty words plus a, plus a, an image? Um, you know, I think those days are probably over. I think like I had, I. I, actually, Pete Whitaker sent me a video this week uh, of the Troll Wall. He's made this video about doing the Norwegian route on the Troll Wall, which I highly, highly recommend. It's like a nice little, just nice climbing, simple climbing video on YouTube. And uh, he, uh, um, yeah, so and I, I, I forwarded it on to somebody uh, who works like a production company, and I was like, oh, that Pete. You know this guy Pete. He's like he's a good he's a good person to like just keep in your pocket. Some you think about because he's got a very good manner with him. He's very he's kind of sounds humble, but he's actually you know quite confident. He's very competent at what he's what he's doing. Basically, they just replied and said, "Oh, he looks fantastic, but basically you can't get anything commissioned any at the moment unless it's like you're you're a you know minority or, or whatever." So it's uh, but I think. Like that, that's kind of the, that is, um, you know, I think that kind of thing is just like hastening the the end of that kind of media, I think. Like, I think when you see, it's been interesting seeing like basically Doctor Who fans and Star Trek fans and fans of, of James Bond and fans of Star Wars all being kind of radicalized by all this kind of walkery. It's kind of, it's, it's very interesting because those kind of people have, our guests are very, um, apolly, ap, ap, what's the word? If you're, apolly, ap, <laughs> anyway, they're not very political, apolitical, that's the word, apocapica, anyway, so, so that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah, so that, that has that kind of fears, fears, fears into fear, fear, feeds into fear a little bit. So fear is, is, uh, an interesting thing. Like we live in the time of, we do kind of live in a time of fear. Um, I think there's, you know, you you see more you see more like afraid people now than you've probably ever seen since the plague or something or the blitz or something. Although, but I guess we were probably you have to be quite optimistic in a, in those kind of things. So, so in terms of in terms of just general fear, like I think it's we're going to talk about we're basically talking about fear to do with like climbing and that and that kind of stuff really. But I think I think fear this the just the word is is probably a bit unhelpful. It's a bit like, you know, like the other week when I was talking about anxiety. Like the word anxiety isn't a very um, isn't a very good word for for what people are describing uh, that's happening to them. Like people have anxiety kind of things. Um, and I think fear is probably similar. Um, and and <laughs> strangely enough, like I would say, quite a lot of fear is actually anxiety. It's not a fear at all. Um, there's a, you know, you've got, you've got, you know, you've got anxiety, you've also got like horror, like I think horror is like a good word, um, that often you, you have a sense of horror and you, you identify that as fear, but it's not, it's not really fear. Um, uh, tension, you have like a f feeling of tension as well, which is, which people might think is fear, but it's probably 
probably not fear. Uh, like I think fear is one of those words, a bit like probably a bit like racism or these the certain words, um, or Nazi or whatever. Like words which are really worth um, keeping in reserve for 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 real, you know, for real fear. Because um, I think fear is actually something like hyper intense. Um, like I would, you know, maybe like again, like regret. Is that a form of fear? Is that a fear? Is it? A, is that a the the feeling of do, doing something that can't be changed? Is that a, is that a fear of, you know, or, or do you, you know, trepidation? Is that fear? So maybe I probably just keep keep. <laughs> sausage is that fear you know just keep, just like rabbit, rabbit loads of get loads of names am i afraid yeah like so driving to the ferry like if i miss the ferry you know like i've got anxiety about traveling because i got like i'm just shit at traveling like I, I there's times where i once did a slideshow in sweden and i uh i missed the flight there so i had to buy another flight and then I missed the flight home, so I had to buy another. Oh, I had to buy four flights basically to go to Sweden, which meant I didn't make any money going to Sweden to do like a slideshow. And I would go places where I would arrive, um, and they'd be like, "Oh, you, this is the right flight, but you're on the wrong day. Like your flight's tomorrow, and I have to go all the way back home again and things." So uh, I kind of get it's because I'm pr probably a bit like the dyslexia thing. Like I'm not dyslexic; I just don't concentrate, and I don't. I don't really focus enough on the things I should be focusing on, like the kind of peripheral kind of things. Like I can remember in great detail things that aren't very important, but I just aren't really interested in the important things like times and dates and stuff. So like I'm not really good with 24 hour time, the 24 hour clock, I just don't really understand it. I can't see what the point, I can't see what the point, if I'm not in the army, you know, 1600 hours and all that kind of stuff. So I basically have like, a, I have a mental block about 24 hour time which is at 50 years old is kind of on you know it's not good it's not well I've made it this far I'm not, I'm here now um so I have a, I have kind of anxiety about time so when it says 1600 o'clock 1600 hours I'm like is that three o'clock or is that five o'clock like it's like 1600 I'm trying to think now 1600 so 16 take away 12 is that four o'clock yeah because 1700 is five o'clock so i know that 1700 is five o'clock because it's like 10 minus five is it two o'clock <laughs> no, 10 12 <laughs> what time was it 15 o'clock 17 o'clock what am i talking about anyway okay you know i think i've made a point now so but i'm not i'm not i'm not in fear of missing the ferry uh like i once like one time i was on tour I, I I used to go. I always used to go to the out to the Hebrides and do a slideshow on Harris. Was it um, Stoneware? Stoneware. So I would like. I think that I fly over. I think anyway. I'd go over on the ferry when I used to live in Scotland. I would go over on the ferry and I did like two shows in Stoneware, and they both like was really went really well, and lots of people came. And then I did, then I did one, and I I think I drove to Glasgow. And I was gonna have to do a, a talk the following night in Glasgow, and it sold out. And then I got the plane over to Stoneware, and then I was gonna get the plane back in the morning to do the the talk in uh, in Glasgow. And I uh, I did uh, anyway. What it wasn't very well. In um, not many people came, and I think someone said they'd had a lot of storms or something, and that was their excuse. And people went going coming to the theatre, but uh, maybe I was just maybe I just. You know, maybe I was like shit the last time I was there. I don't know. Um, I did. I did. I did make this joke about. I had a picture of a me as a baby, and with naked. And I was like, oh, if you're a paedophile, you got your money back already. Um, maybe there was a big. Was that stone away? Was that where they had all the paedophiles? Because that really famous joke, wasn't it, where Roy Chubby Brown went to stone away? One one of the Scottish islands where they'd had a big, um, big thing with um, with paedophiles or something, and Satanism or something. And when he went, we walked on the stage. He said, "Oh, I'm surprised you're all here. I thought I thought you'd all be at home fucking your kids." So, um, anyway, so I, so I did this not very successful uh, slideshow, and then and then I was waiting to to get a lift to the airport or something, and then I think the theatre guy came and he said, "Like, 
I thought you would have gone. I'm like, no, my flight, my flight's not until like 1600 o'clock or something. And he was like, he said like, oh, no, but it's, it's gone. You've missed it. I was like, oh my God, what do you mean? So we drove up there as fast as we could. And when we got there, the whole, the, the whole airport was closed. There was nobody there. Cause basically it was only one plane every day. And I, just, I was like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? Maybe I can get the ferry and I'll get the ferry and the ferry gets in at like four o'clock. I need to be in Glasgow by, you know, like half seven. Maybe I can get a taxi from there. And I started like ringing up the taxi. Could you meet, could I get a taxi from Stoneway to Thingy? It's like, it'll cost you like 700 quid or something. And then eventually I just realized I wasn't gonna be able to, I'd, it was, I was fucked basically. I wasn't gonna get there. So it was, so that, so you, then you've you've just got to somehow like absorb the disappointment and the and the fact you know you've all these people have bought tickets to see you and they're going to turn up and they're not like you can't do anything about it like you can feel you know you can feel remorse about it and you can tell people you're sorry but ultimately that that's just I, these things happen and um so I think that's the only time I ever missed missed a slide you know missed doing a show or something but yeah, so but so so I have some sort of underlying anxiety about being at the wrong um, the wrong place on the wrong day, the wrong venue or whatever. So that's a kind of fear. Um, in terms of in terms of climbing, I think you have trepidation, don't you? Like if you're going to do something hard and hard and and scary or whatever, uh, scared, I'm scared, being a, I'm scared. I mean, is scared, being scared the same as being fearful? Um, it's amazing how many words there are for like those kind of negative. Well, they're not. Are they negative feelings? I don't think they are really, because they're a, they're a, they're trying to like you know sort of get you to focus on what you're on something that's that could kill you. I guess so. Maybe that's the thing: is not to be afraid or not to be scared of things which aren't going to kill you. Like being afraid of doing your driving test or. Um, you just do it you can just do it again whatever <laughs> like you know being a being doing a base jump your first base jump like that's probably something where you know high anxiety um yeah so because you got high anxiety and then you have regular anxiety and then low anxiety so i can remember, i was asking vanessa like have you ever been really afraid and we once once when we we're climbing in canada in squamish we were there for like two months three months maybe we're in two months in Squamish, and we did. We were doing all these routes on the Chief, so we're we're climbing up to about. I think the hardest route we did was like five ten C, which like a five ten C slab is actually quite scary if you're not like a fantastic climber. Like it's probably about an E E three kind of climbing, and we did this. Uh, we did this route, so we're doing all the routes that kind of were that grade. And we found this uh, this route that looked kind of interesting, and we went up there. And I remember the first pitch; it was like really, it's quite grubby, and there was quite there wasn't any gear on the first, you know, first fifty feet or something. And there was all there was an old piece of rope hanging down on old piece of like mouldy rope. And as Vanessa was going up, I was like, just tie a knot in that rope and just clip into it, you know, clip it as a runner. And she didn't want to because she was trying to be a, a purist. But, you know, the chances of s slipping off or falling off were pretty high. And she, if she had she had fallen, she would have, you know, it would have been really really serious because she was like, you know, she was on, she would have hit the hit the ground underneath her. And, uh, like, often people have this, uh, there's, there's a time to be a real purist, but I think there's another, there's other times when, you know, it's if it was like if it was raining or whatever. You know, if it was you know raining and or covered in snow and stuff, you would just get up there any way you could and you'd try and make yourself safe. So it wasn't a time to being a purist. Like, what's the point of breaking your back for doing some shitty grubby you know slab or whatever? Anyway, so so she did that pitch and then the, anyway, so all, all the pitches on this route were like felt you know hard because they were a little bit they hadn't been done. I expect for a long time and you're on um real kind of smears and it, i think there was a bit where it's like going diagonally across the wall and you're just like on total smears and you're going up and your foot would like slide you know often when you're on a slab your foot would like slip 
because it's all about putting all your weight on keeping all your weight on your feet the second you start unweighting your foot that's when your your foot slips so if, if you're like if you're not committing to your to your to your next foothold you're kind of in between the two like one foot will slip and as it's slipping the weight will come off your other foot and then you'll you'll fall off and stuff so um they did have bolts on this on this part of the the route but the bolts were kind of really spread apart so you'd have to be you'd have to just have done a lot of routes like that to feel comfortable like falling off on those kind of things but we anyway so we we, we climbed up and there was a there was another like scary pitch where she started going up um i, re I seem to remember that this pitch almost having no gear on it at all um but it was a little bit easier but it was one of these like stepping up stepping up stepping up like if i don't you know if i come across a bit that's so scary i can't step up i'm not going to be able to come back down again you know so you're just going you know like smear 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 like little dishy hole stand in there you can stand and you're trying to keep your momentum and not to stop because if you suddenly stop you're going to start you know just getting getting afraid and getting you know like you're you'll get so afraid you'll like fall off because your legs will start shaking and you'll just shit yourself so you just have to kind of switch off your brain and just keep going keep going keep going keep going and then you get you know hopefully it's the beeler so we ended up basically ended up on the last pitch and again it was a again a, like a bit of a grubby pitch so vanessa vanessa set off and there were there was some bolts you can see some bolts on this pitch and she kind of went up and then she kind of went out of sight and she was just gone for like ages and ages and ages and ages and the rope was feeding out the rope was feeding out but you could kind of you could sense that she was like really i think she kind of got afraid lower lower down and that had now kind of contaminated her you know her, her kind of thinking really and often people they can be very bold when they first start climbing and it's only when they get their first really big scare or they have like a near near you know near accident climb you take a massive fall hit the ground or whatever but that often dulls that kind of that kind of like you know invincibility that people can kind of have when they start climbing anyway so she was um she was just gone for it forever and ever and it felt like it was going to get dark and everything else i'm like what am I? and i'm thinking what am i going to do like if she just stuck up there what are we going to do like she's going to have to sleep sleep up there standing all night long and you know like why didn't she just come down or whatever and then suddenly there was like to about like 20 meters to the to my right her head just popped out like literally level with me she was like level with me like 20 meters away and what especially she'd gone up and she got completely sort of lost couldn't find any gear any bolts or whatever and then she somehow managed to sort of climb back down i guess if she was climbing back down and she felt like she had a bit of a top rope because there must have been the rope coming down from somewhere and then she was just like like uh, like hello like i don't know where to go i'm lost and what should i do and i was probably just like well if you can't get a belay you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to you know sort it out like it wasn't supposed to be that hard this last pitch anyway so i was probably i was probably a bit of a wanker really she should have probably gone up if there was a bolt and then lowered off that bolt down to another bolt and then made a belay using the, the top bolt she'd lowered off on the on the lower bolt but she but i think it was just like frustrated like just fucking get up there and get it get it done anyway so she so she went back up and she just sort of headed up into this blank slab you know where probably no one ever been and she said she got to this point where there was like a a branch hanging down like a but like a off a bush <laughs> and it, and she could just reach up and she could grab hold of one leaf on the bush like that was all she could hold on to was a leaf she couldn't grab hold of the you know the the tiniest you know just think of a thinnest branch you can imagine and she's like all she could grab hold of was, was this leaf and just by holding on to this leaf she just did these did, did did like one move and then she could grab hold of the stem of the leaf then she did like another move and she grabbed hold of like the the you know the, the the tiny part of the coming off the branch and then she then she got the thicker part of the branch then she got the thicker part of the branch and then she got to the tree and then she got to the she got to the top and like had made it but um but after that she was always a lot more um kind of kind of afraid really and the more 
a more, a more cautious climber, which is which is which is definitely very which is definitely a good a good thing to be. Um, I think I think that I think maybe that ability that ability to turn your to turn your mind off to turn your brain off is potentially quite quite dangerous um, because you know your mind isn't probably not meant to be turned off. It's like do you know if you have a car. Like like this, our car. Um, like Vanessa keeps reversing it into. We've got like a boat, like a, you know, like a rowing boat. Like a, they call them like a lake boat in in Ireland. Lots of people have them because they go out on the lake and stuff. They go down the street because it rains so much. And anyway, she keeps rever- reversing into the the to the boat and she smashed like the lights on the back of the car. And I'm like, the car's got like it beeps if you're going to hit something. She's like, yeah, oh, but I always turn that off because it annoys me. I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that joke isn't it someone you know someone was once went on a trip into a cave and I was like what's the what's the stupidest things people say to you in a cave when you're like leading a leading a group in a tri- in a cave and one was like can I take my helmet off I keep banging my head um, and the other one was like I'd be a, um, how much undiscovered cave is they so um, anyway so so yeah, so so being able to turn things off. I think there's a, there's a there's a moment when you can feel like intense fear, but it's like I, thinking back in. I could I was finding it hard to really think about it. Like I think when I was a kid, when I was about six, when I moved to Hull, we lived with my grandmother, grandma and granddad for a while, and I used to go to school. I used to walk up the road to the school, which was at the top of the street somewhere on the main street, and there was this this girl called Pauline Siddle who was probably you know to me seemed like really old but she was probably like eight or nine or something and I don't know why but I think she I thought like in my head she I thought she was like bullying she was anyway she like scared the shit out of me this girl and that's why I've never liked women ever since and and uh and so to avoid walking up the street because she lived on the other side of our street I I used to like go down away from the school and then around and up another street to avoid her and I think that f- that fear of coming of going down and then around the back like terror like that was real that was kind of real fear like ch- like childlike te- no terror that's what it is it's not fear it's terror terror is much worse than fear like terror is uh you know is like being attacked by you know like someone with a knife, you know, rampaging towards you, you know, stabbing people. That's like terror. That's not fear. So that's another good thing to try and work out what the difference is. Um, like in climbing wise for myself, so I remember uh, I've told this story before. But when I would, when I first, no, when I secondly, when I tried to climb the troll wall and tried to solo it for the second time, I was climbing up this really, really loose. Uh, corner and to the side there was a there was a wide crack big enough for a like a camelot you know like a big camelot camelot six or something camelot five and i kind of reached out and i put this uh, camelot into the crack and it was like an overhanging kind of crack off off with crack and i kind of waited it and as i waited it like the cam completely opened up and the whole side of this whatever the crack was just just moved so it was the size of a car or something it just moved out and because the cam stopped like if the cam had been you know if you'd been a smaller crack with a bigger cam it probably would have pushed it enough so it would just have fallen off and if it had fallen off like i would have fallen off with it and it would have like completely just chopped my ropes to pieces and i would have died and so it kind of moved and i and I, you know, I was like conscious that it's just this had just happened, but in that moment it was like having a the teeth of a lion on your neck. Basically, if a lion is going to kill you, it will grab you by the neck and it will like break your neck because it's so strong, its jaws so strong. So it was like that moment of feeling the the teeth of the lion on my neck, but it wasn't a moment. It wasn't the moment to be like, you know, fight or flight. It was like well, it's, I couldn't. I couldn't, I couldn't fly, and uh, but I could fight. So that's you know, if 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 you have that fear response, 
you're neither going to be able to, you know you're not going to be able to fight really that's, that's the fear is the wrong word again so what i managed what i did i got a sky hook and i put this sky hook onto the rock and i transferred over onto it but like in the most like gingerly way possible but you know like everything was like in slow motion and then i managed to step down back into the corner and then i kind of then then and then i felt like that fear like the like like just palpable like holy fuck like i just nearly died i just nearly died then so like so maybe fear is something that like real fear which is different to being afraid it, like um, then I was afraid because I was afraid when I because I decided to abseil back down and leave all my gear there and tie all my ropes together and go down to the ground because about four or five pitches up I had enough rope to get all the way back down to the ground so I, I I ended up wrapping down so then I was afraid I was fearful I guess that the rock might fall off now because it was loose and it would like come down and like kill me so I managed to get all the way down to the ground and then I went all the way down to the valley and then I spent like a few days just in the valley, just wondering what to do, whether I could go, whether I should go back, whether I could get around this thing without it falling off and everything else. And because I'd, cause I'd driven all the way to Norway to do this trans solo troll wall, I was like, I just couldn't be asked going all the way back without doing it. So I, so I ended up going back again. And by then, I guess I didn't feel any fear. I just felt kind of confident I could, I could do it. But whether, whether that confidence is, uh, miss um misdirected miss something um that's like another that's another thing really so so generally yeah generally i think like fear is something i i get like after after the fact um like a lot of it is a lot of it is like misplaced like you just you you kind of in a way if you can not do something because you like what's this thing so the in your brain, you have like a spinster, uh, an old spinster in your brain, who's a virgin. It was that same thing. Then you have this like monkey that's sex craved, crazy monkey that's sex craved, like running around. And both of them are kind of being monitored and supervised by a, b a bank clerk. So, <laughs> does that make any sense? So you're you know your your spinster and your bank clerk have, have the most in common with each other so they're always going to be like oh oh i wouldn't be doing that if i was you so you know if if they they're always going to be like whispering in your ear like oh i wouldn't do that i wouldn't you know because just it's not worth it you know like even if yes you might you might be able to do it but um you know just think of the you know it's, it's just not worth it where you where your sex craze monkey is just like fucking do it you know and fuck it at the same time so so yeah so often people will create these um these fears and anxieties in their mind about doing things like going for an interview going to ask that person out if they want to go for a drink or whatever and um because that's not anxiety if you want to go and ask somebody that's a that's kind of a that's you you are fearful of like being kind of humiliated. Like humiliation is an interesting. Like I have no I have no real fear of humiliation for some reason. Um, like someone said I was like the Dave Chappelle of um, of climbing, and I was like, what do you mean? I'm like highly successful. And he said, no, you just like kind of piss loads of people off for the things you say. So, but the fear the fear of um, Conform, you know, the fear of not conforming or the fear of upsetting people and being, you know, being, you know, wanting to be loved as well is interesting. So, so I often, I often, like, I, I'm aware we're all the same bit. We're all, we all want to be loved and accepted and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm often aware that that, that in my life has been like a, a driving force. Like to be loved, to be loved by people who don't know, who don't even care about you. As often seems more important than to be loved by the people who love you. If you, you know, you will you will go out your way to make them hate you in order to make people love you who don't even know who you are and probably hate you anyway. So, um, so I often I often wonder if my willingness to upset people, even people who like me, um, is is actually a, a way of proving to myself that I don't really 
that I have got some kind of control over that kind of that kind of stuff. I know that's kind of pig farmer psychology, but I think um, you know, there's I think you know that thing about you know people who were uh, yeah, like I think people who were who cannot who aren't easily controlled through fear are actually quite quite dangerous, you know, because they're not they're not they're not really hard hard to understand. Like most people. Um, you know, most people can be paid off or, you know, intimidated into doing what other people, you know, if you don't do this, then, you know, you're not one of us or, you know, you're not part of the tribe, whatever. So I think the, I think it's very, I think it's very important though to, um, in, in everything to try and get a handle of, of what is, what is acceptable fear and what, and what is an acceptable fear and what are the consequences. Like you're really afraid of this thing. It keeps you up at night you know having this confrontation with somebody or to do something or you know a massive change in your life but you always you just really have to dig down like what is the what is the what is the ultimate worst outcome from this from this thing like going going to solo nangapaba in winter um you probably find anyone who wants to do that would not have a lot of fear about it but that's because they're delusional where you know a rational person would would have um extre- you know be extremely concerned about their willingness to to be dreaming of such a, an escapade really so um so yeah so like we're we're working out what your um what what the the outcome would be like is this is this real fear or is it just an is it kind of an excuse like I, i've said this thing that often people are a failure looking looking for an excuse you know and you know that kind of feeling of like oh i feel this fear therefore it's real and therefore i shouldn't do it you know like that, that's you really should you know you should try and you don't you can't be delusional but you need to like work through like like i can't think of a like a good example well like like i guess going on tour now like i'm going on tour uh, we've got like the virus of unknown origin kind of going around you know like going to a theater with lots of people traveling around um like maybe that maybe like the numbers will be tiny maybe people won't turn up um maybe i'm too i've become like i always used to sell out maybe i won't anymore like i've not done this for a while you know maybe my my time is over uh, maybe time isn't over but people aren't going to come because most people don't want to go out to theaters and things and so there's kind of a lot of so i could feel like that anxiety of like of wasting all my time like i'm going away from my 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 child and my wife and my my normal life and going on the road and stuff and um you know there's because so there's kind of like troubling it's a troubling thing but at the end of the day just got to say it is what it is you know what i mean like fuck it like you know if it if <laughs> you know yeah i could die i could die but um you know i will be real i shall i will be reborn maybe that's a good idea just to try, just think like that like that and you know like i you know this idea that um basically we're already dead have you ever heard this idea we're already dead and what all we're doing is we're we're observing the life we had you know so we have no real control over it like what i'm saying now i'm just like this is not me in control of saying it i'm just observing this conversation i had <laughs> so maybe that's the way to look at it like you know you it's fixed it just just go with it like fuck it like just just enjoy the ride you know like even even if I, even a gone tone it's a fucking disaster and I just waste, you know, it costs me more money than I than I make going on tour. You know, like what 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 else would I what else would I be doing? You know, you know something <laughs> something a lot better probably, um, not better, just different, I guess. And um, you know, so yeah. Um, other examples of fear. Uh, again, like even like I think it's like slab. Like I'm sure I've I I have had like I have been I have been so afraid when I've been on like a big wall like on a hard big wall like once I was so afraid that I kind of blacked out like I don't even remember what I did I was just kind of in a I was just 
just terrified, just absolutely terrified on a traverse on a traverse on the recent wall, and like I was terrified getting up to the traverse. I just felt like this this flake was expanding, and if I fell, everything was going to fall out. And then I, at the top of this flake, this there was just like a a seam with like some copperheads in it, and then and I'm going along, and then there's this um, oh no, it was like a big there was a there was a flake that was only attached like a surfboard of rock. It was as thin as a as a plate. You drink your tea off, and it was only attached by like a little tab of rock at one end. So the further along you hooked on this, the more the more leverage you were putting onto this thing. And then you just thought like, God, if this thing breaks off, it's just gonna just go straight down and slice through all my ropes. I'm gonna fall to my death. And anyway, I remember like hooking along this flake, and then at the end of the flake, there was another flake, but there was like a fracture going through it. And in the middle of the fracture was a tiny little edge in, in the fracture itself to put a sky hook on. And, you know, like hooking a fractured piece of rock, you just think that it's just going to break off and everything's going to just, you know, you've got no gear because it's on a traverse. If you fall, you're going to swing onto this expanding crack. And just the the fearometer, you know, I have to think about the fearometer. Like it was like, it was not going to... It, you know, it fallen off. The the hand, the uh, the arrow had like fallen off. I was just like beyond afraid, beyond afraid. Like it wasn't, you know, the the lion was basically, you know, I was like half dead. The lion was like crushing and crushing and crushing. So, but in but I literally do not remember what I did. Like I, I just like if you re, if you are in that kind of state, what what you often notice is all the colour kind of drains out of everything. Uh, it's hard to hard to explain it because it's it's not something you really want to dwell on. But you kind of the colour starts draining out everything. It's you, everything becomes kind of grey, and you're like going down a tunnel. And yeah, it's like I would say it's like beyond. I don't think there's a word for it. It's like ter- it's like beyond terror, really. Um, I'm sure like people have some people have unfortunately experienced what I'm talking what I'm talking about, but. Like the the few times where I thought I was gonna die, um, like falling off or like rock, big rock like coming towards me to kill me, like I didn't feel any fear or terror or anything. I just felt like this sense of like helplessness and a kind of like fatigue, like just, just almost like relaxing into your death, if you know what I mean. Like your body was just saying like, well, it's over. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing to see here, and um, you're just waiting to to die. And you're just hoping. I guess you're just hoping, subconsciously, it's not going to be painful. Like, uh, like, you know, not quite dying is probably worse than dying. You know, not quite dying right at the right straight away. You know, like in in war films, it's always like, oh, you got shot through the heart or whatever, um, which is probably a really painful way to die actually. But um, yeah, just got shit. <laughs> got shot in the base of his brain which is probably the best way to die so um yeah so i think um like i would i would say like uh yeah stress stress is is probably is probably worse well stress stress and um and uh and uh what do you call it again what's that word when you're about the um you know, when you're thinking about the things you've done, the things you can't change again, so it's kind of pointless to think about those kind of things, like choices you made in your life and stuff, mistakes you made. Uh, in a way, that's more of a that's more of a haunting. That 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 that's kind of, you know, being a af- being afraid of being that person in the future who is looking back, and feeling um, they made like uh, uh, I can't remember the word, but it's gone out of my head. You know, but that that's that's probably something to be <laughs> you're always afraid, you're always afraid of but the thing is the older you get the less you have to worry about it because you're going to be dead soon anyway so you don't have to dwell on those kind of things um i highly recommend and i'm sure i've said this before is uh listen to me marlon about marlon brando and it's uh basically about marlon brando's life and his relationship with his father and then his relationship with his kids it's like fantastic fantastic documentary it's got like amazing film in it and uh very very interesting that and uh, beware of mr baker about ginger baker like two i think are two of my favorite documentaries um 
so yeah so did I tell you that yeah I must have told you that story I told that story about Johnny Dawes didn't I where he was you know Johnny Dawes like a, a slideshow and he was I've, I've told you this before I'll tell it one more time because it's so funny you know he's at a slideshow and he's like um, I, I hope this doesn't mean I've actually talk, talked about this already maybe it did anyway to fuck it um, <laughs> he's at a slideshow and he's like he's talking about fear and like being terrified he's going to fall off and die and he's like, uh, oh, has anybody here ever, ever had that experience? And this young guy's like, yeah, I have. And he goes, oh, do you want to share the, share the experience with us? And he's like, oh, I was once on this uh, this V-diff. And he's like, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. So so I guess, like, fear is, like, is relative to uh, to everyone. You know, it's like, it can be little things. Um, you know, p- people can get really hooked up on little things, like, that probably don't seem important to other people, but but it, they are to them. So, so yeah, I thought I'd have more to talk about fear, but I think it's too hot in this car. So, because I'm in the because I'm in Dublin, it's like it's like going to the south of France. It's like so much hotter over here. So, yeah, it looks like the ferry is in, and the cars are coming off the ferry. So, I think about uh. uh wrap this up maybe i'll do some maybe i'll i'll try and do some maybe i'll do some podcasts some special extra special podcasts when i'm on the road uh, tell you any funny anecdotes um all the stuff that goes on on the road the prostitutes the uh the uh the jack daniels and all that kind of stuff you know the, cr- the crazy times mainly when you're on the road it's just about uh wanting to drink all the time so you don't lose your voice uh, wanting to piss all the time because you're because you're drinking all the time, wanting to just go to sleep because you're it's always really tire, tiring, and uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm really I'm quite paranoid about not losing my voice because I don't I'm not talking as much as I used to. So I need to I need to like la 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 la. I need to line act do something some like like warming my voice up. Um, uh, was it whiskey, whiskey vinegar and honey? That's what you're supposed to drink. I think I think I did that once. That was quite good. So anyway, so that was, that's it. I shall call that a day. Um, uh, don't forget to review, like, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And uh, thanks to people who have who have done that. I've been sending out the uh, the PDF of the pegging kind of thing. And uh, yeah, that's it. So um, until next time, see you soon. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.